and welcome to Tabletop Game Talk, On Topic, a show where we talk about tabletop gaming topics of all kinds. I'm one of your hosts, Fletcher. And I'm Chris. This week, oh, sorry. <laughs> There's no kitty today. I thought you usually say something about kitty. Uh, this week, we're talking about Lego. How is this related to tabletop gaming, you ask? Good question. But Chris assures you he'll make it work somehow. Promise. But first, as always, a thank you to our Patreon friends of the show, Adam Harrison, Miles Clark, Sahara Wentworth, and the Gifted Games of Grace, Illinois. Huge thank you to all our other patrons as well. Happy post-holidays. This is our first show in 2022. 22. Okay. Yes. All right. That's the That's future. That's numbers work. Yeah, we're living in the future. Um... But yeah, all kinds of fun things. So we don't have a kitty tonight. Um, still COVID abound. She was actually said she was feeling fine. And then she's like, I lost my voice. So I'm like, all right, fine. We are canceling all of our January topics and we're going to talk about Lego. And so Fletcher seemed excited about it. But now I found out that Fletcher doesn't know anything about Lego either. Um, besides that you are, you can put them together. So <laughs> I know a little bit more than that. <laughs> And our live listeners know a lot more. I mentioned that this was the topic, and holy cow, uh, chat and links and and people holding things up like that's that's as active as I've seen in quite some time. So I am not going to do this topic justice. So we're going to call this Lego Part One. Actually, I'm even going to change the show topic right now because Part Two will happen sometime in the future, and then I'll apologize for everything I missed. So if I'm talking, if we talk about whatever we're talking about, if you have feedback on Lego and Lego gaming, uh, by all means, send us an email, feedback at tabletopgametalk.com, and we will incorporate that all into its own episode because there's a lot more here than I than I originally thought. Uh, let's see. Fletcher, I haven't talked to you in like three weeks. What's been going on? Yeah, it seems like three weeks, right? Maybe it has been three weeks. Uh, well, there's a new year. That's great. Um, mm-hmm. I'm gonna go on my honeymoon tomorrow. Ooh, with Carmen. Yeah, with Carmen, not yeah. not someone else. Not somebody else. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, just getting ready for that. And uh, it's really cold here, so oh, man. it's dealing with the really cold weather. Yeah, I think it was. I went out just before that we started recording. And I think it was like negative one outside fahrenheit did you get the rain yesterday or the day before where it just covered everything in ice but you couldn't see it yep so as yeah so just basically like this freezing rain that melted the top layer of the snow that immediately froze so now all of the yards are this shimmering white glass and zachary really likes it he's he's constantly like looking at the lights reflecting off of the frozen snow walking on the sidewalk was dangerous yeah well I live in the suburbs. We don't have sidewalks. We do. We just don't use them. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have to walk my dog. That's, oh, uh, yeah. I don't have a dog either. I have cats. I don't like them. Uh, anyway, there was something you, oh, where are you going on your honeymoon? Costa Rica. Hmm. Does that mean you're not here next week or are you gone for only a week? Uh, I won't be here next week. All right. I think you told me that at one point. Um, I might have a while back. All right. That's all right. I'll just make Kitty talk about Lego with me in Lego Part 2. Ooh, maybe that's a good idea. Maybe we just do this a back-to-back. I think this is brilliant. <laughs> this this is how the sausage is made, folks. This is just it. This is boom. Great ideas. It's coming out of nowhere. Uh, let's see. 3D Literally. printing update. I still have 3D printers. Now my resin printers have a designated room. 
and I am printing a collection of puppies and meeples in lots of different colors, not in resin. Those are in the, the filament stuff. But uh, I gave my niece a puzzle box for Christmas, a three-tiered puzzle box. Took her almost four hours to get through it. But she was down, like, quarantined for COVID over the holidays. So while she was, like, sitting in her parents' basement, she wasn't able to do anything except for work on this puzzle box. So I felt both bad for her. <laughs> she and, couldn't do anything else? Yeah. yeah she was a like, computer or watch TV. There, depressed and sad. We actually went. <laughs> old war. Old world quarantine. Yeah. Well, we we all went over there to visit. And so she sat on the front porch outside in a mask. And the rest of us were, like, you know, 10 feet away spread out on the lawn and it was freezing out. It was just a bad idea all around. So she was completely asymptomatic. Yeah. She wouldn't even have tested had her um, boyfriend tested because she was, he was going back home and he was also basically asymptomatic as well. So there was like no, no symptoms or anything. She's just like, yeah, I just have to sit in the basement for 10 days. This, this sucks. I'm like, yeah, this sucks. Trust me. But we are going to get past this. You said you, Eventually, you said you moved the 3D printer to a different room. Where'd you move it? So I've we finished our basement. I think I mentioned this, you know, last year around this time we started it. But um, the back third of the basement is unfinished, and there's storage area. So I actually cleaned out a section of that and set up some tables so that now it's in the storage area on designated tables, um, which is in also the basement basement in the basement basement, and it has no windows back there, which is good for resin because you don't want any. You know, stray UV. Plus, it's warmer back there because that's where the furnace is, which is also good for resin because it makes the um, the resin a little bit more liquidy. I want to say viscous, <laughs> but I don't. It's like opaque. Is opaque transparent or is it opaque? No. And then I'm thinking opaque is not must, transparent. It's the it's the opposite of transparent. But viscous yes. is the opposite of a solid, right? Uh, viscous just means like honey is viscous, right? So it's, viscosity is how you measure like. So if the, it's a low viscosity, it's more watery. Uh, yes, I believe so because high viscosity would be more solid. All right, so it lowers the vis- viscosity. Science. Of, <laughs> yeah, I think this is right. <laughs> that's your science lesson that we just made up. But Christopher says we're right, so we're gonna go with it. Um, yeah. So anyway, it'll it'll help with the printing of all of that. So, but yeah, I, Zachary's been coming downstairs and if the printers aren't going, he's very concerned with this. He's like, why isn't that going? I'm like, well, do you want it to go? He's like, yeah. It's like, what do you want it to print? He's like, I want it to print a puppy. I'm like, okay, Make we'll it print go. puppies. So we now have, I think, 11 different colored puppies and 11 different colored meeples. And he carries them around in a bucket. So <laughs> like, I'm okay with this. Yeah, Bucket he, of meeples. Yeah. Well, he's home also for the next two weeks because someone in his class tested positive. So he now he has to quarantine for two weeks. And that's this was day one of working with him in the basement. And I'm like, we need to figure out a new arrangement because this is not going to be a long-term solution. So, <laughs> yeah. COVID all around. It's a, a two-week solution. Yeah. It's, it, uh, it's not even – it's not going to be a two-week solution. No matter what, I'm, I'm, yeah. Ugh. Anyway, we're going to talk about Lego. Um, giveaway stuff. If you did not get an email from Sydney, um, she helped me with all the printing of the labels. I did all the boxing and packing and carrying it all around. She just helped me print the labels from her UPS account. 
And so you should have gotten an email from Sydney saying shipping is a UPS account. Well, she does uh, reselling. So she. Oh, it's that selling. It's a close selling on the side. Yeah. Yep. So she has this account, and I'm like, it can't be that cheap. She's like, I can print these for you. I'm like, no, it's it's not going to be that big a difference. I'll just bring them to the you know UPS, and they can just do it. But I'm like, I had about a dozen boxes. And I'm like, all right, I feel bad going in there and giving them a dozen different addresses and different measurements and stuff. So I'm like, all right, put this in there, and let's see what the price difference is. And and she told me, I'm like. Uh, okay, that's like a 25 to 35% discount. Let's just use your account. I ended up wow. loaded a spreadsheet and it just printed all the labels. And I'm like, oh, I probably should have done this a long time ago. Uh, so yeah. But the moral of the story is if you haven't got an email or you're not going to come and pick it up directly from me, please send me an email and we'll figure out what went wrong. But I think I have everyone and I think everything is good to go. All right. Ready to talk about Lego? Yeah. All right. Tell me everything you know about Lego. Uh, Well, according to Wikipedia. All right. Ready? Read the Wikipedia page. Go. No, it's uh, it was founded. The the company was founded in Denmark. That I knew. Um, It's a Danish company. And what do I know about Lego? It's an interlocking brick system. That's really fun. And the plural of Lego is Lego, and they prefer that you refer to their bricks, I guess, as either bricks or um, they don't they don't like you to use the word Legos. Essentially, Correct. they say please use Lego bricks. They're very anti Lego or anti Legos, yeah. but they're pro Lego bricks. And I found out from listening to a podcast a number of years ago that unopened sets of Lego, like Legos, unopened Lego sets. They hold their value really well and actually increase typically faster than the stock market does. And I looked at a set that I have. I have, uh, I forget what it was called, but it was like um, a set that you could vote on that you wanted to be made. It was like a you create or something. I forget their terminology for it, but it was basically the DeLorean from Back, Back to, the to the Future. Yeah. And you could buy it new when they released it, like in 2014 or something like that. I think it was like 40 bucks. And I bought one and I assembled it and it's all three. It's one car, but there's like different pieces that you can put on it to make it like either the car from Back to the Future 1, the car from Back to the Future 2, or like the railroad car from Back to the Future 3 with all the stuff on the hood. And it comes with the two little characters, um, you know. Minifigs. Uh, yeah, the minifigs. Yeah, I forget <laughs> what they call them. <clears throat> um, and I looked up the price uh, just because you mentioned that this is what we're talking about today. And they're going for like $250 new unopened, like in, in good condition. Yeah. And I bought it for like 40 bucks. So that's pretty crazy. It's been like seven years. It said like the website that I use is, is, uh, like brickset.com. Uh, they track the prices of all these Lego sets. And it said on average, it went up about 19% a year, <laughs> which is insane. Yeah. And it's, it's not even uncommon. Like almost no, the, almost all sets will do this. Yep, it's insane how well they hold their value. I was telling like they're the Apple of toys, but only even better than that because so better than that in the in the tech world. If you buy Apple, you're going to lose value on that piece of technology much slower than if you buy any other kind of technology. So Fletcher and I working in the mobile market, you know, basically we're app developers. 
when you see when you buy Apple, you can usually turn around and sell it for ninety percent of what you paid for a year later, which is unheard of in you know techs and and laptops and phones and stuff. So with a toy, it's kind of the same way. Now, if you leave it sealed, it's going to go up in value pretty consistently. If you open it though, it still holds its value pretty solidly. Yeah. So I didn't look up. I didn't look up what it, what it would cost open. Um, but yeah, I just looked at the the new in box prices. Yeah. Now, why are we talking about Lego on a gaming podcast? Uh, the couple reasons. One, over the holidays, I bought a Lego set. And then we didn't record for two weeks, so I bought more Lego sets. <laughs> and now my dining room is full of Lego sets. So I have a lot, a lot of Lego what sets. What Lego sets did you get? Mostly Harry Potter stuff. And so Harry Potter, um, some three-in-one creator stuff, uh, a number of Technic. Uh, most of the Technics are all vehicles. And then a couple cars that are... Just kind of cool cars that I figured Zachary would like to play with. And Did you get any of the architect ones? I forget what those no. were called. I haven't. Oh, I got the space shuttle one. Um, this is the three-in-one, the space shuttle one. There's actually two space shuttle ones. One that goes with the city theme and then one that goes with the creator theme. And I'm gonna, I just these are just spewing out things that I kind of got lost in the world of Lego in the past few weeks. So when I found out that Kitty wasn't going to be here and we could talk about positive things... I figured let's talk about Lego because I also about, I don't know, 12 years ago now, picked up a couple Lego board games and they're not great. They made board games? Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing. They're not great. And the couple I have, they're okay. And in my mind, I I pictures like, I know I had a Harry Potter Lego board game. I, 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 but I can't find this. I'm like, I must have been imagining things. It must have been one of these two. I was just like repurposing. Well, it turns out there is a Harry Potter lego game and just before we started recording i mentioned that i have like two of the four lego games that were ever created and every everyone's like whoa 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 no 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 this was a lego thing for quite some time there are dozens of these things there's multiple different like themes of these there's all kinds of lego board games so this is going to be lego part two we're going to talk about all those lego board games because i had no idea how many there were and on the other side of this I might own a few more of them in a little bit. So so we'll see. <laughs> but I got to track down the, the Harry Potter one because I, I really enjoyed that game. I thought it was pretty good. Now, most of the Lego board games are roll and do. So most of them have like this Lego die, which is rubberized edges and is a two by two, um, two has two by two studs on each of the sides. So you can basically apply anything you want to apply on it. Now, the games themselves will have tiles that may be numbered tiles, or maybe it's color-based, so you're going to put these little, you know, the one-by-one colored tiles on top of it. I'm going to talk a little bit like people know what Legos are, and I will say Legos every once in a while, even though I'm trying to say Lego, even though that feels as wrong as saying data and treating that as a plural, but, um, well, I'm going I'm, I'm to manage through it. But, um, so... I like that concept of the die, which is actually way before Dice Forge. I think it was Dice Forge or whatever. I think it was Dice Forge um, that had like the modular sides. And it, but that aside, the world of Lego is just so interesting and so versatile that as I started playing with these different sets, and I'm I'm not necessarily building just 
willy nilly I'm building whatever the set is going with the instructions. I'm like, why don't more people use this for prototyping games or for making games? And turns out Lego did a whole lot of it. Um, so that's why we're going back to it. But there's a whole section on Wikipedia that's just called Lego games. And Lego even has their own kind of like logo for Lego games, which I didn't even know was a thing. Kind of crazy. So there's one of them called Ramsey's Pyramids, which is actually a Reiner Knizia game. Like that's... Yes, I was just looking at this. Yeah. 2009. So that's like, these are, not all of them were good go- Good though. Most of them, like I say, not great. But the fact that you could build a board game with Lego and then play it, that was cool. And they came with two books. One was the instruction book on how to build out the board and all the pieces. And one was the instruction book for how to play the game. Most of them came with microfigs. So we have minifigs and microfigs. Minifigs are your standard, what you would imagine Lego characters look like. The microfigs are a one by one. They tend to just be like a little stud, but they look, I mean, well, they're a tall, like a tall peg with some, you know, curves to them that makes them look like a little people. Uh, but these are just, there's just, so so I uh, I love Lego and I'm wondering and this is I'm gonna say this right here I'm gonna say it this is breaking news I'm wondering if Lego is the hobby that I should be into instead of board games. Uh oh, what are I, you thinking? I know, and so I think there's a lot of cross feeling there. But here's the here's my my premise: a I'm not getting out of board games, but when I'm building something with Lego. I'm building a Lego set. Zachary, we normally do it at the kitchen counter. Zachary's standing on one side and he's building with his two by six blocks and whatever. And he's always building a clubhouse for Mickey. And I'm building a car, but we're <laughs> both there building something at the same time. It's something I can do with him that I can't do right now with board games. But we can do separately together. We can do separately together, right? And it feels like we're doing it together. And the other day we were building a truck and he was building with pieces that I didn't need yet. And as I would need a piece, I'm like, oh, now I need that piece and that piece. It's like, okay, here you go, here you go. And once we got to the end, he's he says, I'm like, I need that piece. He's like, no, that that's for this. I'm like, mine, mine is finished, but you can't have that anymore. This is my piece. And I'm like, but I need that piece to finish my thing. He's like, no. No, you don't. <laughs> Eventually, you let me finish. Do you? The- do you really? <laughs> yeah, do nice. you really? I don't think you do. But I, I just felt like the board gaming hobby. I keep him away from the board games because whether it's cards or miniatures or dice or whatever it is, it's going to get destroyed. He's turning three this month, but he's still only three. With Legos, as long as he doesn't eat them and he hasn't eaten thing and well toys and. A good year or so, he can build with me and like interact with me. That and at night when everyone is sleeping and I'm watching whatever TV show, I can build a Lego set, not feel like I'm playing a game by myself and consume media at the same time because you can't play a game and consume media at the same time. Like it just scratches a lot of itches of like this creative outlet, even though it's not really creative, you're just following instructions. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. Like, it's kind of like w- if you were to like browse the web while watching a movie or a TV show. In a way, it's kind of like something to do while you're doing something. The is that is that what you're talking about? Yeah, but like if you browse the web while watching TV, you're only going to pay attention to one or the other because you can't listen to what's yeah. going on on TV and read the web. But Lego instructions are 
language independent. So I don't have to engage That's true. the language portion of they're my like brain. A, they're like they're like IKEA instructions. They're IKEA instructions. And IKEA sells Legos. Actually, that's what started this whole thing. So <laughs> we met up at I, IKEA to do a, a game exchange. And then we went in there and I found this like Lego storage box. And I'm like, oh, I have a set of Legos at home. This would be good for Zachary to, you know, just put the Legos in there and then you could play with the Legos with the storage box. And then I accidentally bought a set. And then I bought another set. And you then I bought another set. Accidentally bought a set. Yeah. Yeah. And I kept buying sets. The The worst one so far is I have the Harry Potter Hogwarts Castle. That's a 6,000-piece Lego set. It has a lot of pieces. That's crazy. I have not put it together yet. I haven't put... But I am... So here's the other thing and why gaming is... Why Lego are currently... I don't want to say better, but more more compelling to me than gaming is a Lego set. Once you put it together, if you take it apart, you just throw all the pieces in a box and you're good to go, right? Because you can always yeah. just build those up. Lego will, like, you can have piles of Lego. Your kids are going to enjoy them forever. You don't have to keep all the pieces. If you lose some pieces, you know, there's a zillion more. So in that regard... I don't feel like I'm losing value as soon as I buy the set because I know that the the pieces inside of it can be used for a very long time. Unlike a board game where if you miss lose certain pieces, like, oh, crap, we can't play this game anymore. You also can't just buy pieces like a la carte. Like yes. Kind of yeah. Lego. <laughs> yep. Because there's places, there's websites that you can go and you can buy essentially almost anything that's ever been made. You can buy individual pieces. Yeah. So. So, wait, at Ikea... How big was their Lego selection? So they have four SKUs, four items. You can get a big box, you can get a medium box, or you can get a small box with two smaller boxes. But they're modular, so you can kind of like stack them. They don't stick to each other, um, but they stack really well. And it's hard to Wait, describe, but... So it wasn't a set, it's just a, it's just a bunch of bricks? So it, it's a box. So there's there's... Like I say, it's three different box sizes, bit large, medium, and then the third box size is small and two small. So there's three small boxes in one. And then they have one Lego set, which is just miscellaneous Lego things in the most generic way possible that you can use to kind of like make your box into a house or whatever. But it's a very, very small set. But it's made by Lego. It's branded Lego, but it's also branded Ikea. Mm. It. They're they're not bad boxes. You wouldn't use them as like a massive storage thing, but a lot of people who have way too many Legos, and I'm not judging anyone. I trust me, I'm not judging anyone. But they'll use <laughs> I, like the same way that board gamers will use like Calyx shelves to store their board games. Lego collectors will also use Lego storage bins to store their. Legos. So you'll have like tons and tons of you know different small clear you know, drawers that you're sorting your Lego into. It's really, really, I think it's a good match. I just think it works because once you have so many pieces, you got to put them together. That's crazy. Yeah. Man, these Scandinavians are just colluding against us. It's, uh, it's, did you, all right, all right, let's back up a little bit. So Lego is a valid gaming topic, I promise. And in part two, we'll talk about how Lego made many, many games of out of Lego. Um, but I have to ask you, when you were a kid, did you have a Lego collection? 
or did you have a few Legos, or did you have a friend who had a Lego collection? Because I think that's really the re- that that's those are the three things. I had a Lego collection, and I was the type of person that I I would build the thing, and then I might like play with it, but then I like I didn't disassemble it and make anything else. It like sat on a shelf. So it's basically with, a model. Like, yeah, I built it as a model, and then I would play with the model. But that that was it. It was like a toy. It was a toy that you built. Um, and then I had a friend who he had. I mean, I'm sure there's other people out there that have way more Legos. But to me, he had so many. He had so many sets. And apparently, what had happened was he really liked Lego. And you know, we're like, a, I was in elementary school. We we're both in elementary school. And he really liked collecting Lego. And he would do the same thing. And then one one day, his little sister went into his room smashed all the lego sets that he had built you know played with him played with them because you know she's like a two-year-old right whatever at the time like destroyed everything and then he was distraught for like months oh. but then um he started playing with all the lego bricks again and just started like making stuff just used it as like a creation tool um i never went that far but like when i, I remember going over to his house and he was like let's let's play with legos and it's like, let's build, you know, like a Wild West scene. And then here's a pirate ship. Like he was all into like building all kinds of like weird stuff with Lego. And I didn't mind because it, I wasn't disassembling, I wasn't disassembling my stuff. So I was like, okay, let's play. So you just described the whole theme of the Lego movie. Have you seen the Lego movie? Yes, I have. Okay. Yeah. I've seen both of them. Yeah. So, well, there's actually dozens of them, but two th- theatrical ones. Um, well, okay. Actually, there might even be more than two. I think there was a Batman one that may have been also released. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, there was. Um, But there's tons of, like, direct-to-streaming. Also, there's entire Lego TV shows with Lego lines based on them. Um, I'm not going to say names because I'll get them wrong. And I would rather just not say it and have people send me email at feedback at Tabletop Game Talk and let me know all the stuff we're missing because that's in part two. Um, all right. Ninjago, Legends of Chim- Chima, 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 Chima. Um, Ninjago. Ninjago. Yeah. That is, that is an entire line of Legos based on an entire series based on Lego. Like it's all Lego. Also, Monkey Boy, I think, is the new one that they're doing. And I think there's an animated series there. Um, and we talked about Lego Masters in our game show episode, which also played into this a little bit because I watched season two since we did that episode. And I'm like, Ugh, I need to get more Lego. So, But it's funny that you mention the building with the instructions and having a model versus the just making whatever. Because for me, for the longest time, I didn't get in... To Lego in my so as a child I didn't have Legos we we could not afford Lego yeah Legos Lego is expensive really expensive right and it's not one of those things that you know your your parents might buy you like a five dollar mini pack or something like that but that really wasn't enough to do anything no, really it's with. like you get you get you get the deserted island with like a mini fig a treasure chest with some coins and then like something to build like a tiny little hut yeah. And it's like, okay, I can't really build anything else with this. Yep. So it's like there was a certain minimum amount that you would need for you to be able to be creative with it. And I had friends who had lots of Lego and I would love going over there and I would just play with them without for hours. But for some reason, always I always liked them 
but as I grew up and became an adult and, you know, had disposable income, I just never really went back into that realm because I'm a completionist. And I didn't, like, there's no way to collect all the Legos. Again, no, there's almost, yeah, there's almost 50,000 unique sets of Lego. And like, so you can't actually do that. So I just never really bothered with it. Terrence, I think but, what I mean, what you have to do is they have like the different worlds that they come out they come out with for like years or seasons. Like I remember uh, back when I was in middle school or like elementary school, there was like this underwater. I forget what it was called, but it was like this underwater set, and you could collect all of the underwater set. Like yes. that, that was definitely possible because there's only like seven things in the underwater set. And I had six of them, and I was missing like the big base, which of course cost like two hundred and fifty dollars. But it. I had you all the other one. things. Yep. Yeah, and I was like, "Oh, I'm really close to like finishing this." But my parents were like, "Yeah, we're not buying you like a two hundred and fifty dollar Lego piece." Sorry. Yeah, no, that's that is an appropriate response. However, they did in, that Lego in like nineteen ninety five. Yeah, that Lego priest is probably worth. A thousand bucks right now. Now, even the highest yeah. end Lego sets, you're looking at somewhere between two thousand and three thousand dollars. So there is a cap to what people are willing to spend for Lego, but it's you're it's a decent investment if you want to invest in toy speculation. Not every set goes up, but most sets you're you know the Harry Potter Hogwarts train right now is just been discontinued. So if you see it in Target for seventy dollars. You could probably pick that up and sell it in a few years for, you know, $150 pretty quickly. Um, I don't take my advice. I'm not a Lego investment guru <laughs> certified something or other, but you probably could. I'm not going to do that. Um, I, I went into, so Target, I went into a Target. They had three of them and I'm like, oh man, I could get all three of these and sit on them and sell them. And. Sydney's like, you never sell anything. You're just going to end up giving these away to your podcast. I'm like, yeah, you're probably right. So sorry, everybody. I would have been giving away Lego Harry Potter train sets in a year or two, but nope, Sydney said I couldn't. So <laughs> <laughs> I've definitely thought about like doing the speculation thing just for fun, like buying a Lego set that I want, but buying two of them, you know, yep. assembling the one and then keeping the other and then selling it like six years later. But it's like, do I want to carry this box around with me for six years or put it in storage? It almost seems like work, like not doing anything and then remembering to do something. With well, you, and you also have to keep it in pristine condition because the more pristine yes. condition it is, the more it's worth because the box matters. Uh, so it does. But, but yeah, so when I started, and again, this is three weeks of experience. So everyone, this is why it's part one. Send me your correct me for everything. Next week, it'll be four years. Yeah. Four, four weeks experience. <laughs> Feedback at tabletopgamedoc.com. I'll get a lot of, a lot of, input from everyone who's listening. But um so what I did is I bought a few Harry Potter sets that were relatively inexpensive, like in the twenty to forty dollar range. So, you know, like, okay, I'll get this and this and this are neat. And I really enjoyed putting them together. Then I got a car because it was like twenty bucks on I think it was like sixteen on sale off, off of twenty. And I put the car together. I'm like, oh that was really cool. And it's like a nice solid feeling car. It's the speed series. So I got a few more of those. Then I got the creator series, and the creator series are more like your what you would imagine. It's like a collection of bricks, but there's like three different things you can build with that collection of bricks. So it gives you instructions on all three. And then there's the classic stuff, which just gives you a whole bunch of bricks, right? This is I can build a house with it and those types of things. So I, I got a collection of all of those different pieces because I'm like, 
I just want to have pieces to build my own stuff. But then I started building the models. And once I put the models together, I'm like, that's really cool. I don't want to take those apart. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm like, I need more to build. So I'm still getting like (laughs) the classic stuff, like the big yellow boxes of Lego. Those don't have any model you're building. You can just free build with those. So that's the kind of stuff that I give to Zachary. And, you know, we'll build Mickey Mouse houses together. I also got the Disney 4 Plus stuff, which is actually really good. And he was able to follow the instructions for building a 4 Plus Lego set pretty well. He was off a peg or two every once in a while, but he did a pretty good job with it. Um, did, did Zachary ever do any Duplo or just straight to Lego? Yeah, so he we did Mega Blocks, and then the next step should be Duplo. But I'm like, eh, if he's doing, if he's already able to play with Lego and he can use like the standard two by four brick, we'll just go right to there. We'll skip the Duplo phase is mega block a, a lego no no duplo is okay. the um i think it's a two plus line but you can go lower than that they just don't because of all the other regulations you have to get into but mega blocks is a super soft plastic like twice the size of duplo which is twice the size of lego type of um brick it's but it's, it's not made by lego it's not made by lego no okay but Duplo is compatible with Lego. Like you can, you yeah, can attach the bricks. Yeah. So there's that's fun and interesting as well. But we skipped the Duplo thing. We're going right to the Lego thing. So he's, but yeah, he's able to play with these. And so that I have that creator, like the, the bin of bricks thing that I buy to build, the free build. And then I'm just buying all these sets to build. And they are a ton of fun to build. Like they're just, you're going through and, and, the techniques that they are using and the this uh, it's just really really cool and you don't need a lot of them and you can but i have not gotten into things like the architecture ones i haven't bought the death star yet the harry potter castle is pretty close to the same thing uh a friend of ours <laughs> bought the millennium falcon which is an 800 dollars oh lego set but he yes. got it on sale uh tip number so fletcher you actually stumbled on tip number one if you want to get into lego pick a theme pick a theme and stay within that theme because this is why I don't want anything that's branded Lego City because that's a huge theme. That's what the, like the yeah. yeah, that's what the movies um, were based on. Essentially, they started in the city, and I don't want to touch that. Not at all. A, I'm not interested in modern city, but B, no. So I'm I'm stuck with Harry Potter. Not stuck with Harry Potter, and I have a few um, Avengers things, but mostly just like the mechs, which are kind of crap. I'm going to probably stop collecting them. But um, the Harry Potter stuff I really like, and the Technic and the cars I like. Even though I'm not a car person, they just the builds themselves are really cool. But yeah, stick with a, a theme and never pay retail for Lego. You can always get things 20% off at some point. Any set you're looking for is going to be 20% off, if not more. Uh, you just have to keep an eye out for it. So, Because Lego's expensive. Oh, <laughs> Joshua. I didn't, know you could, I didn't know you could get uh, a good deal on Lego. Yeah, and it's just... A, and I bought mine at retail price. <laughs> yeah, it's just a matter of where you look. So you can go to the Lego store, and they have their little VIP program and things like that. But ultimately, if you like go to Target, Walgreens, um, Barnes & Noble. I went to Barnes & Noble the other day, and they had a huge selection of um different lego sets that they had and that's actually where i picked up um the friends lego set which is a a current it's so they have there's a bunch of different series but there's an ideas series which our fans will come up with an idea 
and they'll build it and then they'll po- post it online and they're trying to get votes and the sets that get the most votes will get turned into official Lego sets. So now there's a, a oh, yeah. okay. Th- that's what the back to the future was. It was right. the ideas. Yes. Cause they had to, had to get enough votes for, for Lego to turn it into an official thing. Exactly. So, and like, so I got, I picked up a friend's set and because it, it just looks really cool and they have like a Seinfeld set and they have, there's just so many ideas. One there's, a, there's a tree house that was in the ideas one. It's a $200 set. And I just, every time I look at it, I'm just like, I want to build that so much. <laughs> I have too many Legos. I can't spend $200 on another set, but I want to build that so much. Like that's what's happening. So around this time of year, just to loop it back to gaming again, Kickstarter's really dead. Like December, early January, Kickstarter, just there's nothing on it. And typically I can save a lot of money this time of year because there's nothing on Kickstarter. Um, this year I failed at that. So Lego not only gets me my creativity, my solo activity, my with my kids activity, it also scratches the take all my money activity that Kickstarter normally <laughs> fills. <sighs> but I, I do, I do really, really like it. So it is a lot of fun. Have you ever, so we've, we missed our role playing episode this, uh, this month, and we probably will just skip it because the month's already half over. But have you ever thought about using Lego to do D and D maps, or just like role playing maps in general? Uh, I have not thought about that. No, until now. Until now. So here's here's a fun thing you can do, and this is a and there's now we're going to talk about games, both role playing games and prototyping board games with Lego. As you get into this, there's so many different systems. Um, not technically. Technically, there are a few different Lego systems. One is just called system. That's your standard brick building system. Um, Technic is another Lego system. There's a system for building creatures and, and mechs and joints and stuff like that. So these are all different systems. Typically, they're compatible, but you know, there's, they're designated different systems. But one of the things that these different systems do and the city one does this pretty well is a modular building system where you have a plate that's x by x some even x by x big and on the bottom of it you'll put posts and they'll connect to each other so i can build a hospital and then i build a school and i build a firehouse and then i can push these things together and they'll just kind of click together and now i have a street of these buildings the Harry Potter sets do that the same way. They have like these memory systems where there's like these memories and not memories, but scenes and you build the scene and then they can kind of click into all the scene next to them. It's kind of hard to describe. And, but as soon as you see it, you're like, Oh, that makes total sense. But you can just imagine. Yeah, I'm trying to picture it. I'm having trouble. Imagine that you have a post coming out of the right side of a building. Of the base of a building. So you just have like a, a tiny little peg coming out of it. And on the left side of the another building, you have a place where that post can stick into. That's it. That's all there is to it. And But the idea is super flexible because you could say take a plate, a, you know, a 12 by 12 plate, Lego plate, build some posts onto it and make a terrain piece to it. So this is a forest piece with a path. And now I'm going to build another one that has a different type of path. Or you're talking dungeon pieces or whatever. And then you can actually push these things together. And now you have your minifigs that are able to move around on these plates. Mm, And suddenly you can create these immersive scenes out of Lego. 
probably way easier to use like pre-built terrain and, you know, or tiles or something like that. Actually much, much easier. But the idea of being able to like build anything you want out of a bunch of castle Legos and forest Legos, it's really all you need. You need a bunch of gray bricks and some brown and green bricks and you can build indoor and outdoor scenes all you want. Get some brown bricks and you can build, build cities. You can make yeah, and there's already modular. like tables and everything too for like interior scenes and all that stuff barrels and stools and yeah everything and all these things you have all this stuff here now it is not something that you would i would say go out and invest in lego to play your role-playing games with <laughs> but if you want to cross if those you already had it yeah you already have that or you want an excuse to get more lego that's one thing you can you can do with these and then i'm looking at like one of the things when you're making games and you're prototyping games is you spend a lot of time cutting out pieces or looking for tokens or all of that. But if you have Lego, you can kind of create all of that on the fly. Like you can make a pretty good grid if you wanted. You could, I mean, you basically make anything you want. Um, it helps if there's right angles. It's hard to build a hex board out of Lego. It's not impossible. You can actually do it. It's it's just, you know, it just your, needs to be a bit, little bit bigger, probably yeah, just a little bit bigger. And it's it's with your standard sets, you're probably not getting the best use of that. But you don't have to make everything out of Lego. If you did post it on ideas and see if you can't get it posted as an idea. But you can use some pieces for your Lego, you know, or some pieces for your game out of Lego. So if you want to use, you know, minifigs are a great example of like, here's player pawns. So you could. I don't, it just feels like there's potential here. This is why this is part one, because I kind of want to, like, why isn't there a tabletop miniatures Lego skirmish game? Or is there? I ask this question right now. If anyone in the chat knows, let me know. There are. So Terrence says there are, but are they really all, he says there's all sorts of them. So now I need to, like, look at yeah, this. Yeah, I didn't know about this. Like, it makes sense. It makes, like, perfect sense. It's kind of like, you know, when you used to play with army men or something like that, you put them on a terrain of some kind and then maybe you shoot rubber bands back and forth or something. But like, it seems perfectly set up for this. <laughs> John, Joshua says car wars, Lego style. Like I could totally see that. Like they move in a grid. Now I will say the minifigs make a pretty bad uh, representation. Oh, Terrence Menton Menton mentions evil Stevie's pirate game. Uh, by Steve Jackson. So Steve Jackson will run this at different conventions. And it is a, I don't know what it is. Terrence mentioned it before the show started. So I only know what he told me, which is you can bring Legos, which you're donating to the cause. And then you play this game with Steve Jackson. I'm going to have to check it out. Honestly, uh, it looks kind of neat. I'm Googling it right now. Yeah. But the minifigs are, the problem with the minifigs is they have a two by one base, but their arms stretch out another basically peg on each side so they're both basically four pegs wide so if you wanted to do a grid with minifigures you kind of have to do each each item of the grid is a four by four which is really big but that's where microfigs come in microfigs are not as common as minifigs they usually exist in big sets or the lego games that we talked about at the top of the show most of those used yeah microfigs. i hadn't I don't think I've ever seen a microfig until you mentioned it today. I had to look it up. I'm like, what is a microfig? Yep. They're, they're single peg things, but you can also make, um, you can kind of make them out of other pieces too. You can make, make single peg high pawns and stuff. 
so, but the microfigs are cool because they actually have some kind of personality to them. The game ones all had different colors. If you get them as part of like a castle set or something, they'll use microfigs to make the castle look bigger. So you'll have mini fig scale or micro fig scale for a lot of your models. But you can build like if you just buy something, it'll be a mini fig scale or micro fig scale. And those were very useful for making that type of like making a game prototype. I just right now my head is just spinning in the possibilities of saying I'm going to make a game. I'm going to restrict myself to using Legos and I'm going to make the rules for it. But I'm the thing with it is I'm not just going to use everything I have. I'm going to say with this set, if you get this set of Lego classics, this is how you build it. This is how you play this game. Now that said, Lego's already done this and they've done this with dozens, dozens of games. Um, but I'm wondering if over the years we can't do better than what they've done in the past, which is this mainstream role in movie move type of games, which again, I'm not, I'm speaking out of turn here because I have not played anywhere near all of the Lego games that were out, but I'm just, I, I want to try it. I want to, I want to see what I can do with that. So right, as a base, like like a jumping off point, essentially. Yeah, like and just something. Oh, actually, so I actually mentioned um, Ramses that Rainer made, and see if he can do better. So I think Ramses. Hmm. So Rainer Canizia did Ramses Pyramid. I'm gonna actually have to put that together and play it again. I don't remember it as being a great game. Rainer Canizia does so many games that a lot of them are really not great. But if you, you know, if you do 100 games a year, you're going to get some gems in there. Um, and I think he, he does a lot of games. But I'm going to have to tr- try this out, play this again, see what he did with this Lego game, see if I can do better. It's kind of a neat little alternate to print and play games, which makes me wonder, like, there has to be, right? There has to be Lego board game rules. like Lego those- board game rules? Yeah, like, so you have print and play on Board Game Geek. So, like, people do yeah. th- put their own designs there. There have to be... Like, here's a print and play for um, a Lego set, right? So download this, get this Lego set, and you can play this game. There has to be. There has to be. Also, I just searched. Somebody's made one. I just searched for Lego board games, and there are so many Lego board games. Yeah, there's a lot. That's what I was doing. This invalidates my A lot more than I expected. Although, I like, there's, um, there are actually Lego pieces that represent classic board games. So they're like uh, two by two tiles that have like checkers on them, chess, connect four, darts. I saw that. I was like, you can assemble your own Lego chess board and then play chess with Lego. Well, you can do that too. I, I'm really, I'm on the lookout for the Harry Potter chess board because I, that's actually something that's currently in print, but out of stock. So I just, I need to find it someplace with, that's not, crazy marked up because it's still in print i can get it for retail at some point they just need to make more of it <sighs> they have a birthday cake lego set i need to stop looking at legos there's there's so many it's don't do it here's the public service announcement of the episode don't do it don't do it don't get into kickstarter don't get into lego buy yourself a nice checkerboard just buy the one that you want <laughs> buy the one architecture or the one technic that you want assemble it put it on a shelf that actually works Technic is a hard build. I would say that I've I love Technic. They're amazing. But they are they are not an easy build. They are definitely a little more though quite a bit more challenging than your standard Lego set. I had 
like the most fun in, in elementary school i took shop as an electorate as an elective and you know you build a bunch of stuff with wood but then the other part of shop i guess they were trying to like modernize it a little bit was they had a bunch of lego technic that they brought out and they gave a challenge to everyone they broke everybody into teams um the wood shop teacher did and you had to assemble a lego technic robot that you could control that would like pick up a ball and then bring it to a different area there was no coding there was no like ai but you you had to be able to like control it to like go over here and like capture this ball and bring it to this other area and if you could do that and the fastest the fastest team that could do that like you know would win a for everyone and that was just so much fun yeah i haven't got into the radio control technic uh or they actually have programmable as well which I, this was not radio controlled. This was <laughs> this is by wire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or or wire controlled. Um, yeah. I need to do that. The the technique I have right now are uh, pullback motors. So you basically you pull it back and you can let it go and it speeds forward. And then a lot of technic doesn't. A lot of the technic sets don't have any kind of motor or anything like that. But that is probably the next rabbit hole I'm going to go down. Is I think it's. Um, Oh, I'm going to say this wrong. Somebody tell me it's mind to something, right? Mind. Oh, I think I know. Mindstorm. So, yeah, yeah, the Mindstorm stuff is like the programmable uh, robots. Uh, I think there's even like you you need an app to control it. And it is, it looks so very cool. So very much like I want everything. But I'm looking at this set right now this is a thousand piece set so 949 pieces for 360 dollars is a the mindstorm robot so this is not something you get yeah cheaply into but it's one of those things where i if i were a kid and i had something like this i would go crazy for it but i mean i was always i always loved like programming in general and making computers do things for me I think I might have to do something like this eventually, but right now I'm just going to build sets. And the problem with kids, let me tell you the problem with kids. Here's the problem with kids. (laughs) You don't know what they want. You don't know what they're going to be. Today, you know what they want, but they can tell you they want ravioli for lunch. And by the time you heat up the ravioli, they've changed their mind. So I need my kids to solidify their likes a little bit more before I'm like, here, Here's a Lego robot and a programming language. Have fun with this. Because otherwise... I'm just oh, gonna... by the way, it was $350. So please have a little bit of fun with this. Yeah, at least ravioli isn't $350. Although the prices are going up. So it's it's not as cheap as it was yesterday. Right. Um, Figure out what you like. And hopefully it's something that I can help you with. Yeah. So I don't know. I just want to... I like, again, games I think are great for kids. I also think Lego are great for kids. They're not completely unrelated. I they're they're they have similar itches that they scratch, but I think one of the things that small children love to be creative. They love to try to figure things out. And I'm glad that I got into this Lego thing to at this point cuz I mean they were playing with like, like I say cheapo, you know, giant toddler blocks and stuff like that. But I really yeah. think that if they grow up having access to things that stem their creativity, make them want to build and try and experiment, 
that's just going to keep building on itself. And they want to keep doing that. And I, I think that's something I want to encourage. So that's my justification for living vicariously through my children and buying a whole lot of Lego. <laughs> for you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, your kids. For my kids. And I'll keep a couple sets sealed until, you know, to, to pay back. Ho- These- hopefully in time for college, you can cash in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, probably not. I'm just going to live alone in a cardboard box with all my Lego. The Le- the box no, is going to be valuable, though, because it will be made out of Legos. But Yeah, you won't have to live in a cardboard box. <laughs> You'll build it out of Lego. Uh, life. Life is fun. So anyway, that's our Lego part one. Um, part two is going to be made up of stories and antidotes. Anc- an- uh, sto- uh, stories. <laughs> antidotes? An- stories Anecdotes? and antidotes. Anc- I don't know, whatever. Send me, send me your favorite. <laughs> no, 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 you can't let this go. <laughs> Anecdotes. Yes, that. Send me your favorite Lego game that you have, like Lego game stories, um, games that you like. <laughs> <sighs> Christopher asked, "What is the antidote for Lego?" It's not buying it, but that that would be a terrible, terrible cure. Don't do it. I also find that once they start talking about Lego, like people come out of the woodwork. There's people love Lego, like they just do. Um, but I still need, I want feedback. I want feedback on this. Point me to different Lego games I should try. Uh, things that, you know, I, I haven't, I've overlooked, um, the, your favorite game series, uh, what you liked and didn't like, you know, just give me Lego stories in general. I, I want to hear all of it. And we'll talk about it in a part two. It might not be next week with Kitty, but it'll be sometime in the near future when, you know, we need a, a non-gaming topic. Now, we do have a yes, bunch stay of... Stay tuned for History of the World part two as well. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we do have a lot of gaming topics coming up. This whole month was... We had so many great why things suck topics. So I guess February is going to suck instead. But because uh, January... <laughs> January is a little too close didn't to work home. out. Yeah. January sucks so bad. It's like, haha, hold my January sucks so bad it didn't even work. Yeah. It's it's pretty bad. So but hopefully well, Kitty will be back next week. If not, I will do an episode alone. But I think Kitty will be back next week. And Fletcher, have a great honeymoon. But before you do that, Thank we're gonna you. do credits. And I'm gonna read this part. You're still gonna do the names because there's a lot of names. So, Tabletop Game Talk is a proud member of the Dice Tower Network. If you'd like to follow us on social media, you can. Facebook, Twitter, all those places. Um, honestly, our live recordings are great. We got a little political in this one. Um, I apologize for that, but COVID made me crazy. Um, comments or questions, please, especially on Lego. Feedback at TabletopGameTalk.com. Uh, hosting fees and giveaways are sponsored by our patrons. I may never give away another game again because, wow... I'm yeah, I, you could be getting get, getting Legos now. I yeah, be, buy a, yeah, a Lego piece for everybody. Actually, you can get custom minifigs made up. Maybe I'll do that. That'd be kind of fun. Anyway, Fletcher, over to you. Finally, a huge thank you to our current patrons: Adam Harrison, Miles Clark, The Gift of Games, Sahara Wentworth, Jason Strong, John Lewis, Joe Hoover, Danita Hersey, Jim Conrad, Lightning Steve, Gary Bunker, Peter Fleming, Andrew Fayesh, John Williams, David Rank, Sir Sully, Matthew Droke, Timothy, Paul Romer. Nicholas Lotz, Weatherman Keefe, Joe Punman, Leanne Verhol, Stephen Judd, Christopher Letgo, Marina Stevens, Ben Gary, Sean Peck, Michael Yanikowski, Jeremy Fisher, Jason Marks, Christopher Dong, Terrence Milner, David Radke, Brian Arnold, David Wagoner, Courtney, Courtney Falk, Ryan Ellett, Dan Seed, Darren McClellan, David Garner, Tony Simpkins, Jesse Wheeler, Charles, Charles Pearson, 
Agnes Toth, Ron Nelson, Aaron Moore, Don Gilstrap, Glenn Cotter, Eric Salander, Adrian Dong, Eric Huffman, John, Jason Rodney, Justin Willard, Jerry Wong, and Sean P. Kelly. You know, what's really difficult is I keep wanting to revert back to like the old <laughs> way that I read names. I, I did it for like so long and then it's just like you just scramble all the names on me. Well, for our 300th episode, anyone who's ever been a patron is going to get their name read out. So there's a lot oh of my them. God. Yeah. But until next week, thank you, everybody. Thank all our patrons. Happy New Year. Keep playing games and having fun. So, Fletcher, I am going on the Dice Tower cruise in four weeks. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yep. And Sydney is not coming with me. She's going to stay home with the kids, which I I, I love her for greatly. But I'm giving her, so she's giving me a week on Dice Tower cruise, and then I'm giving her a week wherever she wants to go. So she hasn't decided yet, but they're probably going to Disney World. Um, And I'm bringing Josh. Josh is joining me because Sydney couldn't go. Nice. And Josh is going to come with me. So anyone who's going on the Dice Tower cruise, um, yes, I know it's a cruise in the peak of a pandemic, but I booked this thing back in April when things were looking good and they didn't cancel it. So I'm going. Maybe you should record an episode with Josh. Um, Actually, 100%. That is exactly what I'm going to do. So that week, Josh and I are going to do an episode. (laughs) Yeah. On the cruise. Yep. And it's going to be a blast. I'm going to have fun. Uh, it is, you have to be vaccinated. I think you have to be boosted. You have to be tested uh, within two days of getting on the cruise. And then they screen you before you get on the cruise. So there's a lot of restrictions to getting on the what ship. What happens if you get COVID before you get on the cruise? Then you can't go. I mean, okay. <laughs> Basically, what happens to you? What yeah. happens to your money? <laughs> uh, the, it's theirs. So if you book straight, <laughs> so we're going theirs. through. If we're going through Royal Caribbean, and if you book directly with Royal Caribbean, you can actually cancel your cruise up to 48 hours ahead of time, um, and you get a credit for a future cruise. So no questions asked. Okay, you can cancel for a time. But we booking this the Dice Tower Cruise is through a travel agency, and there are no cancellations or refunds on that. So we were actually looking at by, well, uh, like yeah, by by a uh, trip insurance. Well, this is that has a COVID. This is specifically well. This is specifically for Dice Tower Cruises. Like, are you sure? Because you can't. There's no refunds. Blah 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 blah. So unless they canceled it, you're basically saying yes, I'm going to go. Which is why I'm going. Um, Sydney's not going because originally we were going to bring the kids, but there's crazy, crazy restrictions for kids that are unvaccinated. And since both our kids are under five, they can't be vaccinated. So we're like, this would not be in any way fun. So that's why she's staying home with the kids, and Josh is coming with me instead. So got it. It's gonna be great. I can't wait. Have fun. I'm yeah. Hopefully I'll get back alive. But you'll know. Um this is February thirteenth is when this starts. So I'll I'll mention wait. it. <laughs> Valentine's Day? Um yeah. Well, I mean, I booked it for both of us to start with. We'll do Valentine's Day before <laughs> Have I fun with Josh. <laughs> huh. Huh. Something will work out well. Anyway, bye everybody. Thank <laughs> you.